0: Thank you for listening to the Streams Church Weekly Sermon Podcast. We are a community that strives to know Jesus and make Him known. If you like our podcast, subscribe and leave us a great rating on Apple Podcast. Thank you and we hope you enjoy. Yes, good morning everyone. I can just feel the energy that that epic video just brought to all of you. Guys, it is going to be a great retreat. So if you have not done that um, honestly i'm not just saying this but this is one of the best men's retreat i've ever been to like the facilities are amazing it's a great time to connect And man, we just kind of need a chance to turn off our phones, turn off all that's going on, and just have a chance to break and really meet with God. So please, please, please sign up August 12th. It's going to be a great, great time. So um, you are personally invited to the men's retreat. It's going to be great. So we are continuing today in Ephesians. We are finishing up where Pastor Paul left us off in chapter 3. And this is kind of um, a prayer that Paul gives to the church so if you have your Bibles you can turn there uh, Ephesians 3 we are starting in verse 14 just to give you some recap we've talked about Ephesians covers that we are we are blessed with every spiritual blessing, that God has held nothing back and that we are blessed with every spiritual blessing. There are also God's handiwork, and he's created us. He's given us tools and resources for the planned good works that he has already orchestrated, and he helps us with ministering and displaying those good works. Paul last week talked about unity, and here we are as uh, we kick off today in verse 14. And the question I want you to ask yourself as we're going through this is, what does it look like for me to reap a harvest? What does it look like for me to reap a harvest? And how do storms and challenges enter that equation? I think about farmers and I know nothing about farming, but there's so much talk about soil and weather and conditions and farm equipment and the right seed and knowing the right time to plant. All of this stuff goes down to one primary purpose. And that's to get a harvest. And as your pastor, I want you to get a harvest. I want you to be successful in having God work through your life to, to have you accomplish all that he has set forth you to do. So we kind of get a little feel of that. Here we go. Starting in verse 14, Paul says, For this reason I kneel before the Father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth revives its name. I pray that out of his glorious riches, he may strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inner being, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that you being rooted and established in love. So Paul prays for people that they would receive inner strength from God's spirit. Why do you think Paul prays for that? because we all need inner strength, amen? (laughs) We all come through times where we're down, we're discouraged, we're depressed, we're frustrated, we're angry. And Paul says God's spirit within you will allow you that inner strength when you deal with challenges. And I like how verse 17 kind of gives us an idea that we are to be rooted into God's love. Rooted into God's love. And so the picture that I have when I think about that is making your heart a home for God. As a matter of fact, in the, a different translation, the Good News translation, Paul says, I pray that Christ will make his home in your heart through faith. So I imagine like a little, a little heart, <laughs> and I'm saying, okay, God, come into my heart. Come into my inner being. And in the Greek, the word heart is actually uh, pronounced kardia, and this word heart um, is used a lot Actually, over one thousand times in the Bible, it's one of the most common terms used in Scripture. So the idea here is it denotes that it's a person's center; it's both their physical and intellectual. So oftentimes you'll hear people say, when you hear "heart" in the Bible, it represents a person's mind, it represents a person's emotions and will. So it's who you are inside. And so I got to thinking: How do I welcome God into the heart like here's my home do i welcome god to come in and so i got to thinking about welcome mats right and so for your enjoyment i did a little recon and by the power of google i've got some welcome mats so this might be your welcome mat into your heart for jesus saying yes please come on in i think we see this one if we're honest Um, This one says, unless you're Amazon delivering tacos or Joanna Gaines, I'm not home, right? (laughs) So this is the person that's like, okay, God, we're good, but you're welcome to come in if you've got stuff, if you've got blessings. If you're going to enhance my life, sign me up. Otherwise, I'm good, right? Like, that's that person. Or it's like, hey, look, I don't want to be rude but I've got things under control. I have my habits, I have my things, I have my people. I don't want you coming into my life and messing me all up. Like, we're good, but you're, you can go away, right? Okay, you guys want one more? This is, this is a fun one. And like a good neighbor, stay over there. <laughs> like that one? <laughs> I can't, now you know why I'm not on the worship team, because my voice, right? So, like, okay, God, I got it. Like, I could go to church, you know, I'll check in with you. But, you know, I got my own thing going. I don't really need you. And the fact is, is we, we need Jesus. And Jesus knows that we need him but he's not gonna barge his way in. And I got to thinking, you know, like sometimes you'll invite people to your house, but we kind of have this unspoken culture. Like if I'm talking with my neighbor, you know, he can come on by property, we'll hang out at the porch, we'll talk about how hot it is or whatever. But often he doesn't go into my house. You know, somebody can go into, you know, the little welcome area where you have, like, the, that five-by-five five tile area that's, like, that entry. Like, you can come in, like, I'll get you a bottle of water, but maybe you're just picking something up. And then there's people that you're, that you're friends with, and you're like, hey, come on over to dinner. And these guys have a little bit more exposure into your house, Right? They can come and sit at your table, they can hang out on your couch, check out your kitchen, they can use the, gas, the guest bedroom, right? And you're welcoming in those, but they can't go upstairs, they can't lie on your bed, they're not going to go shuffling into your medicine cabinet, right? Or then you have some guests that, hey, look, you're in from out of town, you can bring your suitcase, you can you can stay with me, but there's an expiration date, or maybe... <laughs> Right? Let's get the expiration date clear, right? Maybe, maybe it's like an Airbnb situation. Like, hey, you reserve these things, you block this off. And speaking of Airbnbs, I just have to give a little plug for Lloyd and Judy's cabin. Him and his parents have done an amazing job. We had a chance to go up there. Isn't that a beautiful cabin? It's everything you think a mountain cabin should be. My kids went fishing. They caught all these fish. It was just a great time. So Lily caught 22 fish. Can you believe it? 22 fish. Now, we didn't eat any of them. They were very small, but they were a lot of fun. It's, it was like the perfect kid fishing. Dad was just hooking on warps all day long, and they were just, Dad, I caught one. Okay, let me get it off. They had a great time, but I had a great time as well. So, uh, Pastor Lloyd's cabin, that's a little shout out. So, maybe I get a referral fee. What do you think? Maybe? <laughs> we'll talk about it. Yeah, and here is a little helpful hint. When you go up there, make sure not to pack the TV remote in your luggage. I'm not saying it happened. I'm just saying make sure that it doesn't happen. It might have happened to us, maybe. Anyhow, um, what does it look like for us to welcome God into our hearts? To where we say, hey, God, I need you to come into my life. Because I've, I've had God at a distance. Like, he's welcome to come in only to a certain amount. Because I know the dirt in my house. And I don't want him to go to that zone. I don't want him to go to that area. I don't want him to go, you know, plug in on my Netflix and see Recently Viewed. Like, eh, let's, I'm not going to give him the code for the TV, right? Like, where are you with letting God into the heart of your inner being? Where are you with that? The verse goes on and in uh, 17 it says, I pray that you being rooted and established in love may have power together with all the Lord's holy people to grasp how wide and long and high and how deep is the love of Christ. And get this, to to know the love that surpasses knowledge that you would be filled to the measure of fullness of God. I don't think we understand this because God's love is so great it's difficult to comprehend how deep his love is how wide his love is it's like I can't even give you language or words to describe the depth of God's love for you it surpasses knowledge it goes beyond our comprehension And he's Paul's praying, he's saying, I pray that that's the love that your life is rooted into. The love of God that's so amazing that it surpasses knowledge. May the roots of your life grow deep into that love. There was a a study that I did on um, the Biosphere 2. Has anybody seen, heard of the Biosphere 2? I don't think it's as popular. It's actually right here in the state. Here's a picture of it. So the Biosphere 1 is actually the planet Earth, and the Biosphere 2 is a secondary Biosphere that they wanted to do some experience to see if they can kind of create an own element. And here's an interesting thing, talking about roots and trees. um, I'll just read this to you came out from an article. It said the Biosphere 2 project was created as a research tool for scientists to study the Earth's living system and to allow scientists to play with farming and innovation in a way that would not harm the planet. One of the most profound discoveries made by scientists had nothing to do with the cure for new disease or any new way of farming land. The discovery had to do with the wind's role in a tree's life. That was one of the big, big discoveries of all this stuff. It says the trees in the Biosphere 2 grew rapidly, more rapidly than they did outside of the dome, but they also fell over before reaching maturity. After looking at the root systems and the outer layers of bark, the scientists came to realize that a lack of wind in Biosphere 2 caused a deficiency of stress wood. Stress wood helps a tree position itself for optimal sun absorption, and it also helps trees grow more solidly. Without stress wood, the tree can grow quickly, but it cannot support itself fully. It can't withstand normal wear and tear to survive. In other words, trees needed some stress in order to thrive in the long run. Isn't that interesting? So stress, Wind, storms, we don't like them, but those are the elements that we get more grounded. It's where our roots grow. And Paul's saying our roots are founded and grow into God's love. And I... I think about that and it's hard it's a hard reality because I I know there's people here in this audience I know there's people in this congregation who are away and you guys are enduring some major storms like hurricane level challenges dealing with cancer and chemo you're dealing with broken relationships and finances and job changes you're dealing with stress and pressure of life big, big decisions. How do I deal with my parents? How do I raise my kids? How do I balance all of this stuff? I'm a new dad. I'm a new mom. And all of these pressures and stress, they're designed to hit our lives in a way that would make the roots grow, that would make the, group, the roots more solid into God's love. But that's not possible when the welcome mat into our heart for God says, I'm not here, or I've got this. It's not possible when, when storms hit our life and then we just kinda tune out and we use entertainment as a distraction. We just like binge watch just to get through life. But God, I believe, has a method and a purpose in the storms of our life. Look what Romans eight eighteen says, it says, I consider that our present sufferings are not worth comparing with the glory that will be revealed in us look at that there's a glory in you in me that will be revealed we possess it and when that glory is revealed it far exceeds the challenges and the pain and the storms that life brings there's one day coming, marked by words, that that glory will supersede all of your sufferings. It won't trump it. It'll like over, it'll just blow it out of the water. It will come. I heard this uh, guy talking about, <laughs> like, what, what's an analogy to properly displayed the, the glory that we will experience in eternity versus the suffering on life. <laughs> and he used like a bad hotel night. Has anybody stayed in a hotel and it was just like, this is bad. Like you walk in, it smells like smoke and you know that this is, uh, and there's hair in the shower and the the sheets aren't clean and people are like, it's just a bad night. Like you have a bad night's sleep, right? Y'all are shaking your head. You know what I'm talking about. But you get over it, and I think in the light of eternity, all of our problems will just be like, wow, those were real, and those were, those were hard and heavy times, but in the, in the glory that's yet to be revealed, it's small. But I think there's some of you who do need to spend some time and maybe create some habits to where you can grow roots. And that's not a fast process. And so we are kicking off a study, it's actually called Rooted, believe it or not. But in August 24th, we're gonna meet right here on Wednesday nights. It's two hours, it's six to eight, but it's a small group experience that is just amazing. It's one of the best small group experiences that I've seen in the last 20 years in Christian life. It's just great for people who are still kind of sorting out who Jesus is, And then people who have pastored for over 20 years have been in the group. And we did this in California. And it's just an amazing experience to really connect with God, to discover your purpose, and to to build relationship with others. So if you are interested in it, this is a great chance. It's 30 bucks. You get a book. There's homework. But it gives you a chance to really get rooted into God's Word and to get rooted into God's purpose. So come check that out. Paul continues on in Ephesians, kind of wrapping up this chapter. In verse 20 he says, Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than we can ask or imagine. This is kind of the glory part. According to his power that is at work within us, to him be the glory in the church and in Jesus Christ throughout all generations forever and ever. Amen. I I can't get this honestly that God, he, he's saying that God is able to do more than I can imagine or ask. I think, I think I'm a pretty good Imagination guy, right? (laughs) Like you see some of those movies and I can imagine a lot. Like I can imagine a paradise and a heaven that would be just epic in my mind. Like I can imagine a lot. Or I can ask for a lot of things. Couldn't you ask if God just says, hey, look, you have 30 seconds to ask for anything. Boom. (laughs) Like we would be like, like we could ask for a lot. And he's saying, guys, that (laughs) that is so low. I am on such a higher level. I have things planned for you that go beyond your imagination, that go beyond for things that you can even fathom to ask for. It's better. He's saying it's better than all that. That is so awesome. And as I was putting this message together, I really wanted to kind of talk a little bit more just about the challenges of suffering. And so I have these two verses and then we'll kind of transition. We have uh, an amazing missionary guest that's gonna come up and share here in a little bit. But look at what these two verses uh, say, and this kind of wraps us all up. In 1 Corinthians 15, 58, it says, Therefore, my beloved brethren, be steadfast. Say steadfast. Be steadfast, be immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that your labor is not in vain in the Lord and I think about that the idea of roots (laughs) roots make a tree steadfast roots make us immovable to storms and challenges that there is a purpose in your pain there's a purpose in the storm and I pray just as Paul does that that storm would equate to you getting anchored into God's love deeper Galatians 6 9 it says let us not become weary in doing good You probably have heard this scripture for at the proper time we will reap a harvest if we do not give up so I don't want you to grow weary I want you to grow roots (laughs) I want you to grow roots to be strong to be a canopy for newer believers to be a canopy for your children and for other believers I want you to be strong and tall and the thing is is it says we will reap a harvest not every farmer starts out and is guaranteed a harvest as much as they work and as hard as they labor but according to scripture God says it's a guarantee it's a guarantee that as we're steadfast in his love as we continue to be about the work of the Lord if we don't give up we will reap a harvest and that eternity and that future is more glorious than anything we could ask or imagine so here's here's the recap what's the welcome out of your heart look towards Jesus how far can he go in is he just a dinner guest is he an overnight guest (laughs) is he a check-in on Sunday God wherever he is it's okay but you can grow and the more you know him the more easier it is for it to be like okay Lord you can deal with this room you can deal with that closet that's a mess (laughs) that's not sorted nicely come take the crooked areas and make them straight and as God's welcome into your life he begins to allow roots to grow so that when the storms hit your life you'll be steadfast you'll be immovable And through it all knowing that we have a great glorious future that you will receive a harvest so that is Ephesians the end of chapter 3 so I just want to pray and if you if you're here and you're like you know what Sean Pastor Sean I really I need inner strength I'm going through a storm I just could you raise your hand I would just love to take a chance press to pray together so if that's you if maybe you're going through some challenges if maybe you're saying you know what? I I need I need prayer I need healing I need help in my inner man if that's you just go ahead and lift a hand And I just want to take a, a second to to pray for us all Heavenly Father you know um, these people you know these situations these hands raised and God this is a place where you can speak and so God I just pray for your hope and your encouragement to just Give inner strength to these people right now that they could feel your presence. That God, you would use the challenges and storms of this life to grow strong roots into your love. That we could absorb your love in amazing, powerful ways. I thank you that you're a God who does not waste pain, who does not waste challenges. Give us hope. In Jesus' name, amen.